Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Welcome you to Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan. We're in Birmingham, Alabama, upstairs at Cornelius Chapel headquarters. Oh, Elegante is below us. Substrate Radio is too. Got Taylor Hollinsworth here with me. Here is Man Downtown off his latest album, Country Visions.
Isn't that what most people do, or do mo- most people have like a setup thing? Or it's it's a little bit different every time. I try to keep it this way though. Mm-hmm. I don't really like format. I don't like knowing what's gonna come. You know. Yeah. That ain't fun. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to do one eventually with y'all uh, on your untapped and vinyl. Yeah, I saw a bunk uh, Friday. Um, like the little it. venue I work at was it was an apothecary, Munson Brothers. Uh-huh. He made a beer garden during all this COVID shit, uh-huh. and uh, we're doing our first um, event this coming Friday to, for uh, for the open. But we did a soft open this Friday. Okay. And uh, I mean, most everybody's been taking it fairly serious, but it was the first time I had seen Monk out. Yeah. Cause not not just for him, but more so for his mother, cause he he take, he helps take care of her. Well, that's and that's most everybody's that's most case. Most everybody, yeah. I mean, I've got. You know, well, I have asthma real bad, so I've been trying to be careful for my own self. But, um, you know, we've got Kate's <clears throat> Kate's mom, who's, you know, mid-60s, I think, mid to late 60s, and then her dad. and um, but, but the main thing is, is her mom's boyfriend, uh, his dad is still alive, and he's older and he they take care of him a lot yeah so you know they keep Ava a lot my daughter so I don't want to bring it in through her yeah and then they got a 90 year old man yeah you know so that wouldn't be worth a damn man I haven't it's crazy we went out to dinner last night and that's the first time I've gone out to dinner at a restaurant since COVID, since March. One other time I had lunch at a restaurant. Yeah. And both times sat outside. Um, but yeah, I mean, now we've picked up some takeout. I'm not saying I haven't had food from there, but mm-hmm. from a restaurant. But Yeah, just to go out and be in but public. But sit out, I felt so strange, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's bizarre. That's the main thing, though, is, like, after people get to drinking, <laughs> yeah, they lose, you know, they want to be right in your face. and Well, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I'm like that. Yeah. Like, like a lot of it, like, my wife last night, she, you know, she kind of wanted to get a drink or something, and I saw the bars, you know, we were downtown just walking around, and I was like, I mean both of these I'm going to know a lot of people in. and I kept telling her I was like we can't go there because I you're drinking so you can't keep your mask on and like I know it's going to be my first time to see all these people yeah and they want to put it's hands gonna, on you it's going to be all exactly and that's what I was trying to say I mean I was just like I cannot do it you, you got to understand I mean I mean you know and it's like I'm not trying to I would love to go in there and hug and do shot with everybody and celebrate just like old times old times yeah I mean you know how I would love that but it's gonna make me feel totally crazy and like I'm gonna try to be careful but I know I'm not gonna be you know it's hard it is man it's been the weirdest time there's your intro here we go.
Since COVID, it seems like you have just been getting after it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I'm also raising my daughter, who's now at home all the time, doesn't go to school. Mm -hmm. So we're figuring the homeschool thing out through her school, but um, still, you know, difficult. So that takes a lot of my time. And then... um, you know, my wife has continued to, to work where she works um, at the Humane Society, so I'm also doing a lot of the housekeeping and stuff like that, so I'm pretty busy. <laughs> Even with COVID, there, I'm not doing a whole lot of sitting around. You know, I'm, I'm pretty busy all, every day. I get up. Yeah, I go to bed about 10. We get in bed about 9, 10, and I'm up by... Seven thirty eight, you know. Gotta get ready for homeschool, right? Yeah. She has to be in her Zoom meeting, you know, at eight thirty. Uh and her school, um, she goes to a Waldorf school, so they want her, you know, dressed and ready for school. Um and you know, they believe and I believe they're correct that it helps the kid transition from home and being lazy in their pajamas to to feeling like they're ready to learn and you know yeah for sure so yeah um but i'm trying to i'm trying to crank out a lot of music i mean a lot of the stuff that i'm getting out through covid you know a lot of it was previously recorded or some of it was Mm -hmm. and uh so it may look like more than it actually has been as far as like the amount of work I've done, but, um, but Country Visions was a lot of, you know, I did a lot of that during COVID. I had a lot of those songs already written, but I hadn't tracked them yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, man, uh, hell of an album, man. It's, and it was, it was good time. And even though we were talking outside, it seemed like a lot of albums come out during that little small little pocket. Yeah. But, uh, it was definitely a gem and yeah, just, thanks. you know, it was something to look forward to and, uh, me and Monk were talking about it Friday night when we were hanging out. It's like uh, he's just in his fucking zen. It seems like as as far as like uh, yeah that 
sound. And I think you had a post about it. You know, it was not country, not alternative, not not punk, not folk. Yeah, you know, I actually made that photo for tap dancing daddy. Uh, I was going to use it for some kind of press thing and uh, ended up not, like, kind of not using it. Yeah. Uh, and so I had it sitting there, but it came back up recently. Um, you know, what, what, I mean, when I post that, you know, you get all these comments, and most of them are super kind and sweet comments. Mm-hmm. But the reason I post that, you know, you, you also get these people like, well, there's subgenres. Well, no shit, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm aware of subgenres. I've been doing this for 20 fucking years. Uh, but they're not always there when you're, you know, when, when you do everything yourself musically. So recently I'm pitching my songs uh, or album or whatever for, you know, any kind of little blog write-ups or things, and there's places you do that. And it's all digital through a computer. And there's check boxes. What genre are you? Even on Spotify when you're doing your songs on there, you know, what genre is this, you know? It's always hard for me to choose. But I'm like, well, I'm either going to check ten. Oh, they, nope, you can only check three. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, if I click any of these and somebody that thinks, that, you know, that's the genre they want to hear, I'm not going to sound like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It doesn't matter which one. I mean, the closest I can get is like, I, I mean, I, it just depends on song by song. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So It does. I mean, you know, for me, it, 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 it does. It's sad, but I believe in this day and age that it hinders an artist to not be able to pigeonhole it or put it in a box because I, I believe that it's easier to package and sell to people that will play it on radio or play it on things when they're like this is punk rock and this is clap or this is classic punk it's gonna sound just like that you know exactly what you're getting you know people hear it and they're like well this doesn't quite fit with what i'm doing it's not that i don't like it but this doesn't fit this show or this doesn't fit this thing you know Mm -hmm. so it's not that I need a genre for myself. It's that an artist runs into this a lot where you have to get, you know, you're trying to promote your music or get your stuff out there. Well, and when you're doing that, you got to label it somehow, you know? And that is sad to me, you know? And the whole way, this also goes right along with Spotify and especially Spotify. But Apple Music and all these, you know, they have these algorithms. And that's how people's, that's the new thing. It's how people's songs will generate traction, right? So if your song doesn't fit in, it's the same situation, you know. If it doesn't fit in perfectly with Americana or perfectly with blues or whatever your thing is, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not gonna do well in the algorithm. It's stuff. gonna get lost. Yeah, it's gonna exactly. So it, it's incredibly difficult, you know. Yeah, it really is, and it and it's gonna make slowly, and it's already been. This has already been happening forever, but it's gonna continue to make music. If you want to succeed, we gotta 
box it more and more. You know, we got to package it and box it and fit right into a, mm-hmm. a perfect square to get this song to do well. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's that sucks because like if you just take Country Visions, it's a nine-track album, and to me, yeah, you got the first track. It, it's definitely a more leans more toward blues. Then you got Man Downtown. It's kind of bluesy, but it's rock and roll. And yeah. then you get more toward the end. It's kind of folky, folky, yeah. or something. Yeah. And it's it's perfect album like to drive to or just to hang out with because it kind of covers a lot of ground. Yeah. But once again, if you're trying to pitch it to somebody, it'll be like, here, check this album out. Well, what is it? Everybody wants to know what it is up front because they're they all have a stack of music mm-hmm. that they're they gotta review or do whatever with. Mm-hmm. And if it's not like, oh, this is straight punk rock, man, you're gonna love it. You know, like, uh-huh. oh, I don't know, it's just kind of, you know, this dude, kind of weird. Some sometimes it sounds like this and this. A lot of different kinds of albums, you know. I'm not saying that you can't make it happen. I, I think plenty of. I mean, I think I don't know. I, I, I try to keep up with new music, but I probably don't do that well at it. Most of the new music I know are people I'm friends with, you know, or or. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's people out there doing really well and being completely eclectic, but. I don't know. I don't know them. I don't think so, man. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Let's move around and talk about some of the other projects. You got a show coming up uh, this Sunday, yeah, uh, with Will Stewart, yeah, uh, and it's going to be you and the Worthless. Yeah. How long has the Worthless been a thing? Brand new. This will be our first show. We just did a video, uh, like a live recording, but it's not out yet. So. Um, no, this that's just uh, it's Macy Taylor, Daniel Rain, and Alan Rosser. Rosser's been playing with me forever in the duo thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Macy's been playing with me off and on for years. You know, we both played in the Mystic Valley Band with Connor Oberst, and um, he played with me in my band, the Spider Eaters, back in the day. Um, you know, he's been around forever. He's been playing with me forever. Uh, Daniel Rain's new to my world, um, but I've met, you know, know, I know him through all the musicians around Birmingham. He's a good bit younger than me, so he's newer to the scene, but, uh, and he's, he's in kind of a different uh, group of, or circle of people than I am, um, but he stuck out to me always as a really cool guy and an excellent musician, um, and I'm very glad I asked him because he is killing it. He he's hell on the keys, man. Yeah, he's he's killer, and he fits right in. Yeah, I think he's can fit in with a lot of different styles, which is gonna do him wonders as a as a keyboard player. Um, yeah, he's great. So what is that gonna look like? Is that gonna be like previous work that you've done on previous records, or you got something mocked up special for the the worthless? Um, I mean that's not that's just you know I had came up with a band name for the show I mean okay. th- this isn't a, this band will probably not be yeah. you know I think I'll always have the duo with Rosser um and when I I don't play solo regularly enough like with a full band 
to like you know Macy tours with a million people so it's very likely the next time I'll play somewhere he'll be with somebody else Uh, you know and Daniel Rain plays with a million people too so I I will definitely love to have him Um, and you know Rosser also plays with me in Dead Fingers I mean um, I will very likely start switching up rotating my band for live stuff you know uh, I, I want to play, you know, and, and even other, I might not have Rosser on drums on everything, you know. He might, I might get, Wes McDonald is an excellent drummer, and he's, we've been playing together in the blips, uh, and we've been talking about playing on some other levels too, so uh, I'd love to get him at some point. And I just, you know, Will Stewart more. Um, course we all have the blips so yeah let's, uh, let's talk about that for a little bit as much yeah. as you can y'all released a single yeah uh, it seems like last year because time well, moves slow in covid but covid yeah we would have had the record out by now um it's fin- it's finished who all is in that lineup just for people uh, getting to know the blips sure it's um eric wallace uh he was the longtime guitar player for lee baines and the glory fires uh, if you're familiar with that, um, Wes McDonald, who was the leader of the band Vulture Whale, and also Terry Ohms is his solo project. Uh, Will Stewart, who you know about, um, and let's see, Chris McCauley from the band Holy Youth. Uh, they're a local, I'd say, punk slash shoegaze kind of post-punk sort of thing um he's the front man for that band um did i get everybody five people me eric wallace wes mcdonald will yeah chris yeah yeah um so yeah that's everybody and we recorded the record shit man probably a year ago (laughs) So. Yeah, I was going to ask you a little bit about the timeline on that. I was wondering if it was just like a spur-of-the-moment thing because of COVID and y'all just wanted to get together? Or Well, we were right in the middle of planning it out when COVID hit. So we played the night before Birmingham straight up shut down. Like, we got a, a, our first show in uh, at Seasick Records. Did great. Yeah, y'all just recently posted that video on the social media, right, to share a little bit about that. Or maybe it was just a photo. I don't remember. I think there's a short video, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, because I was wondering. I was like, did they play? And I missed it because I was like, shit, I've been dying to see that shit. We haven't played since COVID, but we played right literally when the news was like, it's the world is shutting down. And we we I remember that day thinking like, is it okay to do that? Like, are we going to, is the show going to get canceled? I was waiting yeah. on a call, you know. And uh, it was on. That had a nice crowd there, and then it was like the very next day, it was just done. Um, but then we went ahead and dropped that single. So trying to keep people, you know, we're still here. We're we're gonna do something. Um, I think we might drop one more single, and then the record. So you said February ish. I'm think yeah, I think that's what I was told, February. Luckily I'm trying to take a backseat in this band. Not deal with all that, so 
Okay. I don't now, know. Now, Inside Out, you uh, you sang that one. Uh, yeah. Are you going to be singing uh, each of the songs, or is it split? Uh, yeah, we all sing. I sing, I can't remember. I think I sing four songs on the album, four or five maybe. Uh, and then, uh, let's see, Wes sings two. Um, the only person that didn't take lead on one was Will. And I'm kind of sad about that. I really yeah. thought he would do one, but I think he was, at the time we were writing all the songs, I think he was busy working on his solo uh, solo stuff. Maybe might have been that EP that he put out. Um, so I think his head was wrapped into that song for his, I mean, song-wise. Um, but he plays guitar and sings backup on everything. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah. It's a record turned out cool. Listened to it yesterday. <laughs> I stepped away from it for a good long while. I hadn't heard it in a long time. And uh, put it in the car when I was driving around. It's like, yeah, it sounds good. I like it. Cool, man. That's enough news to get me a little jealous. Can't wait for February. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a definitely a rock and roll band, that's for sure. It's, it's rocking. Yeah, that was the thing about it. Is like when I saw the lineup for it, I was like, "That's a lot of, that's a lot of heavy hitters to be in one band. That's like a super group almost." Yeah, we've gotten labeled the Birmingham super group a few times already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, very yeah. You know, it's cool that it worked out. I mean, I've always been a fan of everybody in the band, so yeah. It's cool to collaborate. Yeah, it's fun to play with everybody. And they're great musicians. I mean, we wrote those songs together in no time, you Mm -hmm. know. I mean, I I brought in some riffs, you know. Everybody brought in a few riffs. We'd jam on them. Hey, this would be cool. Let's do this or whatever. Uh, Whoever sings, writes the words for that song, you know. Uh, Came together real easy and quick, you know.
ask you this is maybe just to take a, a step away from music and just uh, uh, what's been some of the biggest takeaways uh, since COVID and just since kind of everything kind of shut down, man? What's some of the things you've kind of been learning? Hmm. Um, like I was telling you outside, it has given me a lot of time to step back and look at my take, you know, tie the loose ends of my music affairs, especially on the business level. Um, you know, for a long time I had been really bad about doing the uh, paperwork, so to say, actually computer work, but, um, you know, making sure all my stuff is registered on everything and so I can be getting money streaming in and stuff like that. Um, so it's given me time to get all that caught up, which has been good. Um, what else? I, um, I cut a, about a mile long hiking trail out of my back, out of my back door. We back up to the woods. Yeah. Um, and there was another hiking trail sort of over the, over the mountain. And I would pull up my Google map and look and you know I kind of realized like it's all woods to there so I could get there you know like there's no roads there's no houses you know I, I can I don't have to go through yards or anything I yeah. could get there so man right when COVID hit I was like I'm gonna go out here and Call make a trail, trail. Um, I think I'd started it a little bit before COVID but when COVID hit I like really knocked it out um, so yeah, now I've got like, you know, I've personally cut a good bit, like a mile and a half probably. Um, and then when you connect to the other trail, there's now four five, six miles of hiking. Uh, I can do it out my back door. So yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, right? And then just on top of everything that hiking brings is uh, just to be out in nature and kind of be able to walk away from everything for a bit, right? Oh, dude. Yeah, I live out there. I mean, I spend... I go out there every day. I... I mean, I'm a major, major introvert. I mean, you know, COVID for me... You know, my wife talks about it. Like, I mean, like, nothing could be better than you having zero excuses to give to not leave the house because yeah uh you know that's my na like by nature i really don't like to leave you know i like i got a really good setup i'm i'm content man <laughs> yeah i'd be fine with not playing shows and just recording putting it out on recordings yeah you know but you got to make money and you have to work and do things like that so that's what gets me out the door uh if that wasn't a factor probably would never leave yeah i guess the main thing that has been good for me is like it's been tying up loose ends and uh obviously it might not be physically going and seeing them but burning those phone lines and like i don't know it's been a time to just rekindle and reconnect with people and uh yeah uh really with family I hadn't talked to in years and yeah. just uh, people I went to high school with and I was like what the hell have you been up to yeah and uh that's, so you mean that's just like good. on the phone and stuff just calling yeah. people and getting in touch yeah you know, and just cool. reconnecting and yeah. uh and it's it's been a good time like 
we were talking about it earlier today with um, Katie and Adrian, not to be uh, downplaying this for everyone who has taken a major toe, but it has been a good thing for the podcast uh-huh. because people who would typically be out on the tour and I would never be able to catch. Yeah. I can now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's been a good thing. Nice. Uh, and all the side projects and things I had been wanting to start working on and diving off into. Yeah. Which I had made no traction on, but uh, <laughs> I've made plenty of mistakes and I know what I don't want. <laughs> and you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, man. You just, you know, you got to make mistakes. I play a lot of chess. And uh, I got one of my buddies, he's starting to play with me lately. We play online. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, there's a few people you'll, you learn, you know, they get so mad about losing and uh, making, you know. And I told, I was telling him, I was like, I've been playing about 10 years now, right? Mm-hmm. So, to be honest, 10 years, I mean... I'm a little disappointed at where I'm at, you know? Yeah. I would think I would be a lot better. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, but I am a lot better than I was. Yeah. It's just a really hard game it's to the- really, really get good at, you know? And I'm sure some people take it on a lot quicker than and others. It's who you play with chess, I believe, because if uh, I like to play too, but I can't beat my dad. Yeah. But I, I could beat I can beat my buddy because I yeah. know how he plays uh-huh. and I know how to set moves up. To you, do, like, you do you do learn how people, people play. Yeah, um, but you know, to me, you it's all about making mistakes. Like the more you play, the less you care about losing, right? Because mm-hmm. you're playing so many more games, you don't care. So you're willing to try things to see what works and what doesn't work. And there's so many different variables because you don't know what the other person's going to do. So you're playing against a different move or situation. You have to make mistakes, you know, to learn. I mean, that's how it goes. Uh, So it's an interesting way. I mean, I sort of like to or purposely make these mistakes now because I want to see, you know, how far I can get with these with certain. Especially openings and middle games, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I like to play those fast games now where you play online you only have a certain amount of time to move, you know, because it makes you think in a totally different way. Because I was used to taking as much time as you want to think about your move. Oh, yeah. And that was how I'd always played. Now you got the clock against you. I like, I like it, though, because it makes you not care about winning or losing and you just want to learn, you know, and... It's cool. It's a different way. Yeah, my thing was, man, with like the different pieces is, uh, like I used to suck real bad with the knight, mm-hmm. and that was my whole thing. Is I'm not, you know, everybody kind of has the same general. Like you want to use the pawns for, um, I want you to take that pawn with sure. your bishop because I'm gonna take that bishop with my knight. Right. And then I might. It's all trading. Yeah. Just making trades, and you yeah. want to come out on top. And oh yeah. Yeah. But then it's it's. I like almost like calling a play if I was playing a sport is yeah okay I move that rook two places and it might look stupid to him mm. but I'm setting up a play three moves from now that I hope he bites on yeah I used to play like that and now I, I played sort of the opposite I like that's how I 
first thought the game was supposed to be played. Uh, but that always ended up biting me in the ass because <laughs> they never did what I wanted them, I needed them to do for my strategy to work. Mm-hmm. That always ends up. And then you end up giving up a couple pieces that now you're like, damn, I could use those pieces mm. and I didn't get what I needed from it. Uh, so I, I do a lot. Like, I re-strategize now almost every move or two moves. I might have a strategy, but if one move changes on their end, then I start a new thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a different mindset, I think. But I learned it from... Uh, doing these chess puzzles, you know. I use this app, Chess.com. It's really cool. If you're into chess, you should check it out. I will. Um, but they they got daily puzzles and daily things like that, where they tell you you're wrong, you know, or that move was not the best move, and this is what the best move. And and it's it's really hard to even when you see it, you're like, oh, okay. It's still hard to fully understand why unless you really study it each time, mm-hmm. and you know, and even that, sometimes it's like, well, you that was against a computer who you know is going to do this move. You know what I mean? So there's still variables to that, but it has really helped me in yeah. the end. You know, yeah, it's helped my playing tremendously. Yeah, it's like uh, I like playing hearts too. Uh, when I lived down in Mobile, we would play. Uh, I never played that. We'd play every Wednesday night. Um, Used to play. I used to play in a church band, and we would play for the youth on Wednesday night. And then after that, um, it was around the time I was in the college and career age group, so we'd go to the pastor's house for supper. And the pastor he loved to play hearts, uh-huh. and I did too because I I grew up playing with my grandfather. Uh-huh. But the way they played down there was a lot different than the way that we played in North Alabama. So that was interesting. Interesting. And um, different rules. No, same rules. It was just okay. the way that the like. Teddy, the pastor, he he was a baiter. Because uh-huh. uh, in hearts, if you can catch all the hearts, everyone but you gets 26 points. And you want to have the lowest amount of points, and you bust okay. that 100. Okay. And you were always trying to figure out what he was doing because the whole time he was playing, he was talking crap and trying to mislead you with his words. Uh-huh. And it was, he would get in your head, man. Yeah. Like, there was some nights where our drummer, dude, he just had a hot head. He he was trying to learn to play the game. And so we found out quick that if you told him how dumb he was, he would just start making a lot of mistakes. Uh-huh. And that was always a strategy uh, on yeah. him. So it was, it was you know, it's like chess. It was a head game. Uh-huh. So if you could keep him out of your head, yeah, you'd be all right, but good luck. Yeah. Because he was going to be a little monkey on your back. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a big part of all those games. I haven't played a... I haven't played a game of chess with anybody in person where there was a whole lot of that, like yeah. any kind of shit talking or confused <laughs> talk, you know. But I imagine that would definitely affect you if, if you did play like that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, you'd, if it was your turn to open up the game. It's different because it's only two people in chess. Yeah. You know, cards, you got, you got four. So you get a lot more talking and a yeah. lot, you know. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. We go on for a while. That was about half of what we did. I thought it was a good stopping point. A lot of things to think about. Points. Uh, Through metaphors, I like that. Uh, Here is 96 crayons off of Taylor's 
Life of a Slower album. Alright, peace out.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.